It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. Today we're going to talk about a couple things. One, we finished watching the Iron Fist season two on Netflix uh, with good old Danny Rand and mm. um, Colleen Wing and uh, the uh, uh, Steel Snake, Steel Serpent, Steel Serpent. Okay, the Steel yeah, Serpent. That's what it is. Yeah, Steel Serpent. Um, so. <clears throat> Overall impression, I mean, again, you've got a Netflix series and it has it's kind of a slow burn, mm-hmm. you know. But I felt it was a little better than the first season for sure. I I felt like it was a lot better than the first season because the first season we talked it about was, the first season before and it, it was, was pretty bad. much Napoleon Dynamite in, uh, in a kung was, fu movie. It was bad. Um, yeah, they got a different showrunner this year other than Scott Buck, who they hired again to to do the Inhumans for some reason, and uh-huh. I'm sure most of y'all know how that went. <laughs> um, so, uh, Inhumans is probably the biggest embarrassment for Marvel ever. Oh, yeah. It's worse than the Captain America, original Captain America movie. Oh, worse than Howard the Duck. Yeah, worse than uh, Roger, Cor- Roger Corman's unseen Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was just no excuse for it being that bad, yeah. really. Not not today. Uh-huh. Not today. Um, so, uh, when we pick up with this, with the series, uh, Danny is basically filling in, I guess he's filling in a hole for, right. da- for Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, well, at the end of the Defenders miniseries, um, you know, when, when Daredevil's dying, or, you know, they think he's dying, of course yeah. he's not dead, no. but he's like, Danny, you need to, he basically tells Danny, you need to, uh, protect the streets while I'm gone, when I'm yeah. gone. Yeah. So... He basically gave that responsibility to Danny Rand because, you know, Danny Rand is like, like, you know, he's all pure hearted and everything. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he's going to do it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he's got the yellow fist and he uses it a lot. And then he starts to get real, I don't know, he starts to get really uh, bothered by using it too much or mm-hmm. something. And it's like freaking him out. That he's using it, and it's like he likes. Yeah, he likes doing it. damage with the thing. Mm-hmm. He goes down in the basement, down underneath the subway, and punches a door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> An old door. He just puts holes in it. Um, but without really revealing, I don't want to really spoil it because you should watch it. It's pretty good. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about some of the things that are that you'll see in it, even though I'm not really spoiling anything. Okay, so. One of the things I really liked about this series was the se- this, uh, well season two of the series was the uh, development of a lot of the characters and of the backstory of the villain. I thought it was really well thought out, even though this is a car- comic book villain that we've you know, the Steel Serpent is something that's been around ever since you know Iron mm-hmm. Fist pretty much. Um, this is a different take on, but the it's character. a different take on the so. character, but. I mean, you kind of understand why he's doing what he's doing. Kind of, but, um, you know... But still, it's just really evil what he's doing. Mm. He just really pours himself into being the bad guy. Um, but in his mind... In his mind, he's not... He's doing what's right. Yeah, he feels like... Yeah. Okay, I mean, they touched on this in the first season. He feels like that he was owed the Iron Fist, the power of the Iron Fist. Right. He should have been the next Iron Fist. Yeah. 
he trained for it. And he's like, you, he thinks, you know, this other guy, he's yeah. an outsider. He doesn't deserve it. Right. Um, and he's really mad at Danny because Danny allowed everybody in Kunlun to be killed by the hand. So. That, well, maybe. there. What happened was, like, apparently the city disappeared. It just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. So. But there's a bunch of people died. Yeah, a bunch of people because died. Because Danny wanted to, like, leave and not stand there and guard the city or whatever, you know. So, um, the this guy, what's his name? Davos. Davos, yeah. I want to say DeVos or DeVos. DeVos, no, it's Davos. Davos. Um, that's a weird name. For, yeah. Uh, it's not very, I don't know. It's pretty weird. Um, but, I mean, he... He is this really good villain. And then they have this kind of secondary villain. Uh, Typhoid Mary. Typhoid Mary, which that's a really interesting character. Mm -hmm. Um, And her connection to uh, Wachovia is kind of interesting, too. She has a kind of a connection to... Is it Wachovia, the the country that was destroyed by by Ultron? Uh, That was Sokovia. Sokovia. Okay, I'm thinking a different... Wachovia is another... It's yeah. like a comedy movie. What is that from? Wachovia? I'm not sure. Oh, I know what it is. Is it from Spies Like Us? Is that what it so. was? Okay. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's funny that those two are so similar. <laughs> yeah. Um, talking about that. Weird, weird that those names are kind of, uh, the Marvel people are like, hey, that got that Wachovia. That's a pretty cool name. Let's just change it to something. Change a letter, and it's going to be better. So, she uh, was, something happens to her. I, I won't really go into it. It's a cool backstory. Um, and this character is really, really scary. I, I mm-hmm. thought that she was the scariest character in the whole series. Uh, well, in, okay, in season, so when she two. first showed up, I was like, oh, the acting, her acting's not very good in this. It's uh-huh. kind of stiff, but, there, but then it turns out there's a reason for that. Yeah, there's there a reason. There is a reason that a she's, reason. she's acting like that. Um, and the actress, what was the actress? Alice Eve. Alice Eve. She really did a good job of mm-hmm. pulling it off because of what she... Well, because of her whole backstory and what she is and what her personality is and all that, it makes perfect sense. And she's a really good at um, shifting in and out of things. Yeah, from what I understand, I, I don't. Uh, from what I understand, uh, she's got more of a connection to Daredevil than she does Iron Fist. And yeah, so she does. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't say any more than that. Except that apparently in the comics, she was um, a mutant. So yeah, right. Yeah. Obviously, they can't do that. So, you know, say that she's immune at least until at least season three, at least until season three. Because, I mean, (laughs) the Fox, the Fox deal will be finalized July of next year. So, yeah, they can can honestly appear in in a season three because she's I mean, she makes it to the end of it. Yeah. okay, I didn't want to spoil that. Mm. But okay, so since we're saying that she makes it out, I'll say that she met this may have some she may go into season three three of uh, Daredevil since yeah. that is upon us. It, it's going to be out October 19th, so mm-hmm. it is upon us. You know, uh, something else that's kind of cool about this was um, the... Oh, man, that just, that just slipped my mind what I was going to say. <laughs> I hate when this happens. Um, oh, well, uh, basically, I, I really I really enjoyed uh, the whole camaraderie between um, the... Well, I... Re- Actually, I, I I enjoyed um, the brother, the surrogate brother. Um, oh, Ward. Yeah, Ward. Yeah, Ward. Ward's um, character is really well developed. He did. This. He it was 
he was kind of a he was kind of awful. He, he was kind of <laughs> awful in the first season, and yeah, he's kind of awful in this mm-hmm. one too. But I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah, he's but he's better. Awful. He's, it's like you understand it, okay, why so, he's doing that. Yeah, you understand. Okay, so he's he's trying to like be a better person and everything, mm-hmm. and he's like recognizing you recognize why he's this way because his father. If you watch the first season, yeah. his father is pretty awful guy, and he beat him, and he he well, see, made him keep secrets from right. his sister. So and now so, he's a, and he became an addict, and so yeah. now he's in the twelve step program. And so he's trying to make he's amends, trying to, trying to do better, and um, it's just. Man, it's just the demons that are inside really conflict with what he wants to do, mm-hmm. and, and it is—it's fantastic the way it plays out. And really you know, his, him and Danny have kind of become more closer from it because they have kind of a shared mm-hmm. history and everything. And yeah. and because they went through that near the end of the last season, all that stuff with his father, they become kind of closer and more right. brotherly. Uh-huh. Um, so. That's great. Also, I what I also enjoyed about this is it also spent a lot of time with the uh, the supporting cast. You had mm-hmm. a lot of time spent with Colleen Wing and her yeah. relation, her yeah. kind of relationship with uh, Misty Knight that's been building. Um, maybe they're talking about maybe, you know, well this is just a rumor. Maybe maybe some kind of spinoff, uh, Daughters of the Dragon spinoff with them. Yeah. yeah. In the leads. Well, um, I mean the way it ends, and I won't talk about the way it ends, no. but it's a big surprise. I mean, this ending is really big. Yeah, it, it did shocked it, me. I was it, like, what? This is That's a new thing. Cool. Yeah, okay. it did this is a new thing. Did not happen in the comics. Mm-hmm. This was something yeah, purely so done for the show. If you if you're a comic book fan and you really love Iron Fist comic books, um, I think you'll still like it. Uh, it's really an interesting take on the whole thing and um, I really love the way it worked out and and it's like you know is Danny Rand really the person that's supposed to be you know doing all this I mean is he there's a whole question of his destiny like Mm -hmm. what is he supposed to be doing Um, because I mean he was supposed to guard Kunlun but he didn't do that and then that was screwed up so what does he do with the Iron Fist now? Is he immortal Iron Fist? The hand is defeated, so to speak, I guess. I mean, you know, they're going to show up again. Because, good grief, the hand never goes away. Um, but, uh, but man, yeah, it was, uh, it was great. Yeah, and uh, the choreography, the fight scenes, choreography. So much better. So much be- way mm-hmm. better. It, it, it really felt like the way it should have been the first season. It really felt like a martial arts show, yeah. a well-thought-out uh, martial arts right. scenes, uh, fight scenes. They I were do, fantastic. I do also want to talk about modern day Pam Greer, and that's Misty Knight. Oh, um, yeah, Misty she Knight. Was, she was awesome. Mm-hmm. I love Misty Knight from from uh, 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 Luke from Luke Cage. Luke Cage. She was in Luke Cage. She was uh, in uh, The Defenders, too. Yeah, and so um, she's in this quite a bit and has a pretty pivotal role in the, in the, in the second season. Um, and we get to see her, like, really using that arm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. the cybernetic arm she got from, from Danny from, Rand. From Danny Rand in Luke Cage Season 2. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but really, really cool. Uh, the, mostly this whole deal is, um, the season, though, is even though you've got Davos at the center and all that, mm-hmm. it's it's really about them trying to stop a turf war now. Yeah. Um, because the triad are all at war with each other, mm-hmm. and so he's trying to stop that from happening. But he's well, trying to do it in a peaceful way. Yeah, um, what I thought was kind of <clears throat> kind of interesting was like Danny doesn't want to be, 
you know, tied to the money and everything mm-hmm. like that. So now he's, mm-hmm. like, living in Chinatown, and he's just, like, he's just doing a job where he's just, like, uh, moving boxes yeah. and stuff. So. He doesn't want to be the, the billionaire or trillionaire or whatever it is he yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so uh, check it out. It's really, really good. I think season two is great, and it feeds into the other series pretty well. Yeah, I'm actually... Because of this, I it, okay. So there's also a post credit scene. You want to stay through the yeah, the there is, and so, it's huge. Yeah. So, but I am actually actually looking forward to a third season. Mm-hmm. Now, I wasn't sure <laughs> after yeah. the first season, right. but I am looking forward to a third season. Because yeah, I remember that whenever happens. I pulled this up on Netflix, I was like, uh, do I want to watch this? I want to spend. But man, once I got into it, like maybe first episode, first episode had me hooked. Mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed it. Okay, so our. Uh, we we did a pilot. This is this week is a pilot. Uh, our, uh, our our pilot retro pilot retro review. Retro pilot review. review is Auto Man. Auto Man. <laughs> Auto Man. Early eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so you've got uh, it's basically a cop uh, who's also a computer nerd yeah. who creates a holographic man. He's, He's a crime the, tech. A crime tech. Yeah. And they put him in this back room because, you know, computers are never yeah. going to be able... They're not going to make Right, anything. he's the only crime Nobody's, tech they have. Computers are <laughs> fad. They're only yeah. going to last a They're, while. Computers are dumb. <laughs> That's not where real police work happens. Mm. Nobody's ever going to use a computer for that. Right. Um, so, <laughs> so the... Well, what makes me wonder, like, what all the other cops are doing for paperwork? Are they like doing pencil paper paperwork? I guess they are. I mean, I'm sure they are. I I'm mean, sure but he's back are. there with all these computers yeah. and stuff. And um, there's such great lines in this. Like, the girl is like, "Hey, what? Like that thing over there? You mean this keyboard?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like the whole thing. Okay, so when he's typing, doing his computer stuff, and okay, so talk about that. <laughs> it to talk about that. Okay, the whole concept is he creates this character called Auto Man. Yeah. And it, like, comes Super to cop. life. Yeah, yeah. And it, like, comes to life out of his uh-huh. computers. But whenever he starts put, do, putting in the input data or whatever to make him come out, it, like, shakes the, the room like an earthquake. The printer, the printer the pr- sparks. Yeah, yeah. And she comes in and says, <laughs> what, the, what the heck was that or something like that? And, and But anyways, the girl <laughs> looks over there says, oh, it was whatever that is over there. He said, it's a keyboard. <laughs> like, you're so dumb you don't know what a keyboard well, is. What's crazy is, like, the, the, the printer sparked. And yeah. I'm thinking, okay, if you're, a, if you're, like, a production designer here and you're like, oh, we got to make the room seem like it's creating life, so we got to make all these things spark and stuff. That's going to make it really cool. Well, what should spark in the room? Uh, how about that printer over there? Because yeah. it prints stuff out on paper. Yeah. Yeah. Dot matrix. You know, I mean, yeah. gosh. Um, so I, what's crazy about this pilot is you can also watch it in Spanish, which I, I ended up on the Spanish one at first. It's on YouTube. But while I was playing around, I found an actual documentary about Auto Man, which interviewed a bunch of the people. Like, it's got Desi Arnaz Jr., and it's got a, what's the guy's name that was in Chuck the, Wagner? Chuck Wagner, um, who has a very deep voice mm-hmm. like this. And he's very much like, you know, hey, kind of, you know, like a lounge singer. Mm-hmm. With this, uh, But what was crazy is this is a direct result of Tron. Yeah, I mean... It rips off Tron pretty good. They use the same. They use technology the same technology. To yeah, it create looks the, the car same. and the suit and the helicopter. Uh, and, and he's got stuff. a little 
little ball thing called called cursor, which uh-huh. is ba- which is just bit from from Tron. Yeah, but it's uh, more of a, a it, libido driven. Yeah, it's weird because it's like a little. It's like a it little really weird ball of light, but it's like a pervert for some reason. <laughs> it really likes blondes too. It likes to get right down in their blouse. Yeah, it's it's. Um, so yeah, it's uh, pretty crazy. Uh, what's really what was really interesting? Okay, I can talk about the the technology. It's kind of interesting. Basically, what they did was they put this reflective tape on like everything, right? And the suit was made out of this special material created by 3M. It's a company that gives us tape and all this other stuff they make duct tape, whatever. And 3M has this thing where it's like, he makes this reflective stuff and they made a suit out of it. And what happens is on the front of the camera, there's a light that's shining perpendicular to the camera. And then there's a mirror on the other side of the lens that's reflected at the actor, which then bounces the light out toward the actor, which then bounces off the tape and comes back into the lens. Now you'd think, okay, well this creates red eye, but it doesn't really create red eye because they put a piece of tape on the mirror where his head would be. And so it's like it's reflecting back, and they they put it on a Lamborghini, which is one of the first times they ever used a Lamborghini in a show. This show cost over a million dollars an episode and only lasted for 13 episodes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was watching this, and I was like, well, for the time, that was really impressive. The special effects were pretty impressive for the time for a TV budget. Right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they were pretty impressive, but... but- I, whoever Man. whoever's writing the show didn't actually know anything about technology because nope. they would say I can't I can't I can't give you anything by memory what they're actually saying but basically it sounded like a lot it, they're like here this sounds like a bunch of computer things but it doesn't actually mean anything <laughs> the stuff they're saying doesn't actually mean anything you could tell that at the time computers weren't being used enough in society to really know what to say about it. But, computers. I mean, if you're making a show or something, do a little bit of research. Yeah. yeah you, there's people you can ask. But man, this is the 80s. Nobody I know. did any research on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. just made it up. It's just, but, it but they basically treated, this was kind of like, uh, they treated it kind of like Weird Science did. Yeah. Where it's just like magic and they put right. in a, a few things and out pops of some kind of bean. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like how... In modern shows today, too, do it where you have like hackers, like good grief, Arrow does it <laughs> I know. with stinking Felicity who will hack into some major government installation in thirty seconds. Yeah, thirty. You've got it takes thirty seconds. I know. To hack it into takes things. months. Sometimes years to hack in. Mm. I mean, it's it's nuts. They have uh, no idea what they're doing. Off topic, a little bit <laughs> off topic. My, one of my favorite episodes is one from last season where she's trying, where they've got like three keys to arrow, the internet. Arrow, yeah, arrow, okay. arrow. Mm-hmm. three keys, and apparently the three keys are all in three American bump, bu- bunkers, and apparently those <laughs> those three keys are what what's in control of the internet. And if you take control of those three keys, you can bring down the entire internet and the whole world. Like that's not how the internet works, no, Arrow. It's not how the internet works. See, they still do it. This is so dumb. So, so here's the thing. This show, you can watch it if you want to. I found the documentary to be actually more interesting than the show. <laughs> Probably um, is. It was, it's a little hour, one-hour documentary about the making of it. It interviews um, the, leads, the lead of the show. It interviews Desi Arnaz Jr. interviews a lot of people. There were a lot of people who wanted to be on this show because it was pretty popular. It was, it was in the top ten but never made it to number one or even the top three. It even had, like, the money zone of, like, best primetime slots. I mean, it was, like, Thursday night at 7. 
but it was going up against Magnum PI. And so it was like really hard to get this to sell this show. Not only that, one of the things that killed the show was they were looking around at all the other shows that were on TV that were popular, and then they were trying to make their show like that, and it was constantly evolving all the time. And so it only made it 13 episodes, and then it just died. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, um, yeah. You, you know, if I had watched this on reruns or something when I was a kid, I probably would have thought it was the greatest show ever. Well, you know but, what? Um, this is how old I am. I remember watching it on TV, and I couldn't wait for the next What year did episode. this come out? Yeah, early 80s. It's like early 80, 80s? 80, 82, 83, something like that. It was really early. Um, <clears throat> but I do remember watching the show when I was a kid. I do remember watching it. I remember being excited to watch it because it was fun. It's a funny show. 1983. Okay? Yeah, Jeez, okay. it's a funny show. It is funny. It's meant to be a comedy. Yeah, uh, it is you know, funny. Um, it's an action comedy. It's like there's like lines in there which isn't really funny, but they seem funny at the time. I guess it's like <laughs> it's like. It oh, fits. Okay, the comedy okay. action fits because yeah. it was shot but, on the same well, soundstage. Like, Listen, it was shot on the same soundstage as Batman. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, and, and uh, they said that uh, Desi Arnaz was like, because it was Desilu. It was Desilu's old studios where they shot it. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's but, like, it's living up to its own its but studio. It's, it, but it's, uh, there was a, like a line. He was like, oh, and I suppose you know Pac-Man and Donkey Kong, too. And he's like... Oh, I do. Pac-Man is one of my closest friends. Donkey Kong's kind of an animal, though. Yeah, because isn't he a video game? Yeah, yeah they, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a video, video game. game character that he yeah. created. Right, and then he and then he comes to person. life. Yeah. yeah, and he and then he can do like this whole weird thing where he can like merge with him and like take over Auto, yeah, Auto, Auto Man's body. There's like a weird thing where they have like his Desi Arnaz Jr.'s voice dubbed over. This is why over the Chuck episodes cost over a million dollars. It was weird. It was really weird because he would like go back and forth with them, like having a conversation in mm-hmm. one body, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of it was Pretty kind strange. of weird. Um, <laughs> but hey, if you, I, especially if, the thing he tells him, he's like, "How do I get in there?" And he says, "Simple, enter my form." I was like, "Oh, oh what? That just know, sounds wrong." Did you know that the, the, that Auto Man's <laughs> Auto Man's costumes, uh, the the boots, were had four inch heels on them to make him taller, huh. and the Lamborghinis like three inches off the ground or four inches off the ground or something, and so they never show Auto Man getting in the car because he's just too big. The guy that played him is like six foot four. Or something. Oh, he got in the car. But, I saw but, him. Well, it was difficult for him to get in the car. Oh, okay. It may have been a double. Oh, yeah, maybe. He even had, I only one, saw him do it once. Yeah, well, there's one episode where he disco dances, and the guy who played him, what was his name again? Chuck Wagner. Chuck Wagner. Good old Chuck Wagner was actually a, um, a, a his background was like musical theater, so he knew how to dance and sing and stuff, and, and musical comedy, you know, so... But when they did the dance scene, they dubbed they dubbed him in with they doubled him with a with a dub, dance double, and the guy's like half his size and like really skinny, and so oh, okay. it's very obvious it's a dance double. But I mean, I really think that the show it could have been a lot better. And it, you know what? If it was done today, it couldn't be done today. There's no way you could do this show today because we all understand computers. We all know what's going on with that. Uh, so, but I don't know. Tron. I don't know. You could the do newest it, Tron I movie was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. All you got, I mean, you got to check logic at the door anytime you, <laughs> you go into do. a Tron movie because I mean, the end of the last Tron, what's her name, Cora, uh, yeah, like enters the real world, but it's like, but she's Data. 
Yeah, right. How it, does she bleed when you cut her now? Or know. that's just maybe she bleeds pixels. It's yeah, it's an entertaining movie, but you you know, as long as you check your check yeah, your logic you at the door. To. But it's I did love it though. <laughs> well, if you've got some time to kill, check out Auto Man, and uh, definitely check out season two of Iron Fist. It's really really good. Um, until then, I'm Roger Colby. I'm Richard Coots. <laughs>